Hi guys, welcome to the My Journey podcast. Just a quick note before we get into today's episode. This was our first time recording remotely and my microphone decided to play up at the beginning. Uh, it only lasts until about three or four minutes in, but if you can just stick with it, bear with it for the first few minutes, it all sorts itself out. So yeah, here's today's episode of the My Journey podcast. Hello and welcome back to the My Journey podcast with me, Matt Johnson, and my best mate, Tom Scott. How are you this week, Tom? Yeah, I'm all right. Getting a bit of cabin fever, but you know, pressing on. Yeah, I think we all are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Like you say, a bit of cabin fever, but uh, yeah, we, we've got to do what we got to do, haven't we, really? So. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm definitely adapting to it a bit more than I thought I would, but I'm still not sure. The whole rolling out of like- bed and starting work is a bit weird. Like the incremental change in like lifestyle, I think helps. Like, yeah. so just if someone said to me a month ago that this is how I've been living my life, I'd be like, no way can I cope with that. Yeah. But the fact that it was like quite gradual, um, the way they brought out the changes, I think that's really helped people deal with it. Gotcha. But yeah, so from your point of view, like as an employee, what what's your current situation? So I'm working from home on a nice makeshift desk. I've basically stolen my sister's makeup desk and I've put that down right. put that downstairs in our living room, so I've pretty much taken up some of that. Um, you know, a bit of kitchen chair to sit on. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, for me it's kind of okay. I basically brought every all the contents off my desk with me, including my second screen, which has just been a lifesaver. Um, all right. yeah. but nothing's really changed. I have probably more meetings now than before. Um, just forever on Microsoft Teams, just backwards and forwards with different people trying to sort different things. But I feel a lot more productive as well. Like, All right. I don't know. I feel like I do have the distractions at home, but most to do, I never, I'm never really ending a day with a to do list that's carrying over to the next day. And my to do lists yeah. are probably bigger than what they are in the office. Do you get a lot of questions at your desk in the office? Like, I do. Come up to you quite a bit. Do get quite a lot. So I think that has tamed it down a bit. Yeah, yeah, which is it's good and bad. You miss the interaction, but I think a lot of people, not just in my place, just in general, I think a lot more people are kind of digging deep as for what information they actually know or been a bit more resourceful. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, because the amount of questions they get asked that you know can just be just a simple Google. Yeah, yeah. So I think. And how are you finding it working from home? And I know you say it's more productive, but do you think this is something you would? like longer term i spoke a lot about it in the last podcast when i was on my own um obviously i've done a lot of this in the past being a freelancer but how are you finding it um i'm not sure i i'm, I'm that's a tough one the differentials between coming like waking up getting straight into work and then finishing and basically walking from the chair that i'm sat into the sofa next to it uh it's, sometimes it feels a bit hard not to switch off from work because as soon as it gets to like I've done my hours, I turn my laptop off and I don't t- I don't do any more work. But I don't have that break in between, you know, even just a short drive home or I've not been going to the gym. Just that little switch off between work and then going back into the home. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. that's a bit hard. But the rest of it, like honestly, because I'm speaking to my manager two or three times a day. Um, it's, it's basically like I'm in the office, just at home. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a few things like, I know it's starting to build up now. I can still process all my invoices by hat printing them all because we have to keep, like we keep them uh, all like a paper record. I know when I get back, I'm going to have to print them all off and the longer that we're off for, the more I'm going to have. I know I could solve that uh, long-term by actually getting a printer and doing it all, but I don't know, all that sort of stuff kind of gets stored in the office itself. So that that is probably the only thing that's really keeping me away from the office. Yeah, I said, like, my biggest thing is that you don't have that difference between home and work balance, like, that physical switch off, if you know what I mean. Um, It's completely different Um, sitting in the same space all day. Like, um, I'm using the dining room table, which is actually part of the lounge for us. Yeah. And, like, you're literally spending the day at one end of the room to walk down the other end of the room and and sit there and relax. It's quite old. Um, but the thing as well for me is like my mum's now working from home which wasn't the case um, for the first week yeah. so I'm having to deal with that as a situation as well which is fine um, it's actually quite nice having someone else there to speak to throughout the day but in terms of like having your own headspace and stuff like that like she's getting a lot of phone calls I'm trying to jump on calls stuff like that yeah um, it's, a bit it's not just my yeah. space I've, I've got the same thing my sister's um doing so many days at home, so many days at work. Um, so she's working um, on our dining room table as well, which is right next to us. And mum was working um, in the office, so it was very full downstairs. Yeah, yeah. And um, what's the question going to be? It was around, um, in terms of like um, you said about um, people kind of finding the answers out for themselves to questions and stuff like that. How are you finding like um, interaction with colleagues in terms of like from a social point of view? Because like, a big reason I joined the co-working space that I'm part of was for social, and yeah. obviously that's all gone. Um, we did do a Zoom Friday beers session um, oh, cool. last week, which was quite cool. Um, but it, it still wasn't the same. It wasn't yeah. the same. It was nice to speak to them, but it wasn't anywhere near the same. How are you yeah. finding it from your point of view? Because like, obviously you're part of an actual team every week I, I am but most of the time I'm locked away in like a corner office basically uh, where it's just me and my manager so right. I'm speaking speaking to her on teams like as an actual video call so that doesn't feel too disconnected um, and then the only like unless someone's coming in for a random question or so I don't particularly speak to that many other people in the office on a day-to-day basis. So the odd meetings I'm having or phone calls kind of fits in with that. Um, I'm still having like every weekly sales meeting, um, which like over the past few months, um, the sales director been out and about uh, actually doing sales or enrollments and things. Uh, It's not happened every single week. Whereas now, because we're both, just sat in a room basically that's every week uh, so that's got a bit more structure to it so I always have that each week and a lot of other things where we need to meet with people but you know you know the stuff you always put on the back burner there's always something else more important Yeah. Um, other people are getting to points where they're like okay now I have time to actually go through this so yeah as I said I've, been, I've probably been having a lot more meetings and such so the social side of it that way is all right, and then outside of work as well, I think because you know you can't just like I just text you and go, oh, do you want to go to the pub or something like that? 
it's it's making me actually get in touch with people and just see how they're doing and that then leads to talking to people a lot more. Yeah, it sounds really odd because I've probably messaged a few people that but you know, within our social group alone, like that we probably wouldn't see from you know, between summer and winter. Yeah. Um, because of where they live and work and stuff. But actually I've spoken to Murder in the last couple of weeks because I don't know, you just feel that need to be in touch with people, don't you? And it's a bit Yeah. It's changing the way we are socially. But yeah, I think it'll be interesting coming off the back of this to see what kind of long lasting impacts there are. And you know, maybe oh, yeah. a few weeks into this we can um if we're still doing the podcast in my view and it's still going on, we can maybe discuss that in a bit more detail. But I definitely think from a working point of view, I think it's shown a lot of employers that um, you can work from home and be productive and it can still work. Yeah, the uh, I'm quite looking forward to seeing how that goes when everything does start getting back to normal. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, I'm really interested in how that's going to start changing because a lot of people are, rightly so, going to have that, uh, well, basically have that ability to turn around and say, I, I can work from home doing this. Yeah, definitely. And I think there'll be, I've spoken to quite a few people over the last, like, 12 to 18 months you've been saying like even from running a business point of view that they're wanting to do more working from home because they get more done yeah. um, but they've just yeah. not been able to kind of justify it and I think now it's showing that they can justify it and they can get yeah. ahead with it but yeah I thought that today though like um, it's good for us to catch up we haven't really spoken properly we've spoken over text and whatever but we haven't really caught just got no. to catch up with you but I was going to uh, if you don't mind talk about some social media top tips for people of course yeah yeah um so I did share a little video that I kind of covered these, but I wanted to go into a bit more detail here on the podcast. Um, so there's three, uh, really. It'd be good to get your uh, view on these from like a consumer point of view or employee point of view. But the All first right. one, uh, first one, I think for everyone at the moment, is just to be sensitive because obviously you don't know what other people are going through, um, either business or personally. And I think yeah. you've just got to be careful what you put out there that you don't accidentally stick your foot in it. Um, I think that's really key is that you don't know who's on the other side of the screen and we don't know that even in normal times but I think there's kind of an appreciation that normally oh, one person might be going through a bad time but generally we're all going through a good time so we can be positive, we can be salesy we can be whatever it is we want to be whereas yeah. now the, mass, the vast majority of people are all going through the same thing which is fear in many different ways, fear about health fear about jobs, fear about their business so I think there is a big element of needing to be sensitive around that. Um, yeah, definitely. But I think the thing is, is like I think fake sensitivity is something you've got to be careful about. So I think there's some brands out there who are almost doing stuff to be sensitive rather than just being sensitive. I, it's a mm-hmm. bit contradictory, but like they're doing it for brand rather than because that is genuinely how they feel. Um, yeah. So one of the things that's getting a lot of plaudits now, but didn't originally, was um, Brewdog turning their plants into san- making sanitizer. Um, yep. A lot of people said, "Oh, you're just profiteering. You're just trying to get, jump off the back of that." Like when you looked in the comments, in the media, it's getting positive reaction, but in the comments, people weren't happy about it. And I think that's the kind of thing where they've survived that. They're quite big, and they were doing it for the right reasons. It turns out they are just giving this sanitizer to some of the NHS and places like that, but. If you do something out of the wrong, um, with the wrong motives, then people are going to latch onto that and it could yeah. affect your brand long term. Is there anything you've seen in terms of sensitivity or anything like that that you think have you seen um, shift in social media? Um, I kind of. I've been a lot more active on LinkedIn, so I've seen that side of 
things. Yeah. But um, other social media, I've kind of stayed away from a bit. One, because of all the... Like, I know people deal with things in different ways. I know a lot of people are bored. But, you know, all the different, like, challenges and all the different stuff that's going around at the minute, it's... For me, I'm just like, this is great, and I, I get why people are doing it, but it's just not my cup of tea. So yeah. I've just been away from social media on that side of it. But no, definitely on the brew dog stuff because I do follow quite a lot of um, what they do. I I was just enjoying that. I saw a picture that they put up just been about a week ago now, maybe, where because they were struggling to find like actual containers to put this in and ship it out there. They was using like beer bottles as uh, yeah. you, you can like use them as refill ones. And then they had all the, like the smaller ones and stuff like that. And it was just that, that was like, I did read a few of the comments and delve too much into it because me personally, I was like, this is just, it's nice as like a, a very smaller point of it. It's just, it's just that little bit of fun of it is like, it, they make beer they're using beer balls as a like a refillable thing just that little thing behind it kind of brings a more it makes it just a bit more realistic less scary sort of thing yeah like they're, do, they're doing it for the right reasons and that's what's there but it's also like oh let's try and put a bit of a smile in there somewhere as well i think that's the thing is if if brew dog is saying look we can't we can't find um a way of packaging this sanitizer oh, look, here's a quirky way we decided to do it in the meantime by putting it in a beer bottle. Yeah. That's a great way of approaching social media. It's when people are like, oh, well, let's use our beer bottles so people don't forget this has come from us. That mm. that would be the difference. And I think um, there are some people out there and some brands that are kind of missing the mark a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do. I was going to say, there's a bit of that bit of the grey area of our people, yeah, just doing it for the brand, just doing it to make some money and stuff like that. But... You can also look at the other side, and this is how I'm liking to look at it. These people don't have to change their manufacturing. These people don't have to make yeah. the hand sanitizer. They don't have to, all these other companies, like all the car manufacturers that are turning and trying to make all like the ventilations and all that sort of thing. They don't have to do that. They're, but they are doing it, and it is helping. I think it would be different as well as if, like, Brewdog with the sanitizer were doing it to sell to consumers online and putting these ridiculous prices of like 20 quid on sanitizer or something like that. I think yeah. people have the right, but I don't know how you felt like, um, I think as well, like with bigger businesses, it's kind of an assumption that they will do the socially right thing rather than just doing things out of profit for profit or whatever. But like yeah. myself as a freelancer and I know a lot of small business owners, I did that post recently about giving away free social media advice, um, via phone calls. And, um, as much as that there was a brand building part of that in terms of like, I want to be seen to be doing this. It generally was just a really like from, I just wanted to give to people like there were people out there that I was seeing. I was thinking I could help them. Yeah. Um, and they probably wouldn't approach me because they think I'm going to charge. So I was just trying to let people know, look, I can give you some stuff for free. At the end of the day, I'm a small business. I do need to pay my bills and stuff like that. But if I can just give you a little nudge in the right direction, then I will, I will try and do that. Um, yeah. But some one of the guys who from the curve working space I was at shared it and put, "This is just like typical of Matt. He's like he's always there to help the community kind of thing." So it did build my brand in a way, but that yeah. wasn't the reason I was doing it. You know. No, that um, makes sense. There was somebody called somebody an ambulance chaser today on a 
talk uh, a call I was on and I just thought some people are literally fighting to save the business as well so this idea of ambulance chasing is a bit harsh because they have yeah. business to run as well yeah exactly um, but yeah um, just moving on to the second point I was going to make these these next two it, it really they make sense whatever situation we're in it's not necessarily just about now but I think people have got to think about this a bit more now and the circumstances are in, which is ask yourself, why would someone follow your account? And basically, I always say this to clients, the amount of people that just sell on social media, like, do you really want to go home at the end of the day, switch on your Facebook or whatever and open up Twitter, and it's just people going, buy my products, buy my product, here's my service, buy my service. You do it. You want to switch off. You want to be entertained. You want to be informed, you know. If you can do something like that, you're going to build brands so that when people do start spending, I don't know about you, but I've literally, apart from going to the shops to buy food and stuff like that, I've not spent a penny in the last couple of weeks. But when I do start spending again, there'll be certain brands that are front of mind because they've been bringing value to me this whole time. Yeah, that Um, makes sense. And I think that's just the thing is you've just got to accept you're not going to sell as much at the moment. Just while you're not... While you're not able to get the sales, bring value to people, and then hopefully that'll pay dividends in, you know, six months maybe or whatever it is when it all goes back to normal. But yeah, I think the accounts I'm enjoying the most at the moment are funny ones, ones that are teaching me how to do things. You might people who are trying to learn new skills, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. If, you can, the, if you can get there's all sorts in there, yeah. Um, like, Multi the... fitness people. Gyms are shut, but the amount of fitness classes that there are online now, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. And then it's it, that's the thing of, is that just going to start, like, I'm sure that was around before, but are more people now going to start doing that when they realise, I can just do all these classes at home? Uh, I, yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Um, but no, I, I know one thing that did um, stick out to me, and actually this probably is making a bit more sense to me in my head now. Um, you know how much... Like I only really drink Guinness as it is. Um, and it wasn't really bothering me for a while, like not going to the pub, because I, I just like going, you know, you catch up with people, you're, you're out and about. Um, but there, did you see their stay-at-home app? No, um, uh, the surfer one. Even the surfer one? Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I just remember just staring at it for ages, just like how simple yet genius that is. Yeah. Just, oh, I absolutely loved it. And I don't think there's been a day that's gone by since, actually, that I've said, I quite fancy a Guinness. Um, yeah. So, and I know that's probably going to be one of the first things I'm going to be doing when I go back, like, like when everything goes back to normal. And yeah, I'd say a, bit, a fair bit of that is probably from seeing the ad and every, like every now, because because of where I saw it as well, I saw it on LinkedIn. So now every time I go on LinkedIn, I go, oh, I wonder if there's anything else like the Guinness thing on there. So it's always constantly just refreshing itself in my mind yeah and the final tip i've got which it's it's kind of the same but it's just a different way of thinking about it it's a it's bring value to the user's feed instead of thinking of them bringing value to you in terms of monetary value so if you think how can you actually um add something to this person's day rather than just think about how they can boost your bank balance um you'll do a lot better off the back of that like, um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. Um, anyone who knows me probably heard me talk about him quite a bit, but he's basically every day at nine o'clock where he is in New York. It's like two o'clock here, I think. Um, yeah. 
he's sitting down for one to two hours and just answering people's questions. Like you can literally end up on a Skype call with him asking your question and he talks you through your scenario and stuff like that for two hours every day. It's just ridiculous. Like the amount of like people that are like tuning into that and like he's he's got like a wine business on the side, so he's kinda like plugging that every now and then. Mm. The amount of people that just sign up to these things because he's bringing so much value to them. They're like, I literally need to buy this wine because I owe you, you know, for everything you bring into me. And like, yeah, he's not thinking necessarily about, you know, he's a multimillionaire who owns a massive marketing agency. His two hours is much better spent dealing with some of the biggest companies in the world in terms of value than it is speaking to someone like me on the phone who might sign up and buy a 30 quid bottle of wine. Yeah, but, but he's doing it. Everyone's feed long yeah. term. Everyone's going to use him. Everyone's going to be talking about him. So, you know, if you if your brand can do that, um, I was just speaking to someone actually this afternoon who's got a beauty business that was supposed to be launching um, this last couple of weeks, but I've had to put it on hold. And I was just like, just do videos and about how to do nails and stuff like that, how to remove nail varnish effectively and stuff like that. Yeah. People love that. And then when it comes to when they all go out and they're all about to go on their first night out after we're all allowed back out, they're all going to say, can you do my nails? Can you do my nails? Because you're, you're adding so much value to them. Yeah. I feel like they owe you. Oh, makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's just a different way of thinking about the second point again, really. But um, it is just ever so slightly different. Yeah. But yeah, so they're, they're my, my top three tips. Is there anything you've seen on um, social media potentially that you think... Um, either a faux pas by somebody or something that you really like. I know you mentioned the Guinness ad there, but is there anything else that's uh, off the top of your head that stood out over the last few years or any just like general changes in the way that social media is? I think it's just the whole, yeah, the whole general part of, have I have seen more people sharing each other's stuff. Like everything is feeling more of a, like the wider community is starting to feel smaller. Yeah. Like you, you, people are, I don't know if it is because more people are working at home. So if they do have that spare few minutes, they're spending it extra on social media instead of, I don't know, going to make coffee and chatting in the office kitchen or something like that. But because they're there, they're, they're actually talking to people in the comments instead of just, it's not just a, oh, that's great. There's like, there's a question behind it or there's a further statement or something like that. Like, it just seems like more people are conversing through it. And one, it's nice to see just because it can be quite a lonely time for people, this, if you are working from home on your own all the time. So giving that availability yeah. there, but especially with like just the different features in LinkedIn, like if you like or something or comment on it, then it can then show up on um, other people's feeds and stuff like that. Like the more people are doing that, the more stuff showing up, like, I, I've seen so much more stuff on my LinkedIn recently without really having that many more connections just because more people are active on it. So I'm seeing more and more different things. So as their connections are growing, I'm just seeing even more of that. And also like yourself, just like for people listening, if if you are being more active yourself, um, LinkedIn will be able to learn more about what you actually like. So if you're liking more things yourself, um, you'll be seeing better stuff that appeals to you because it'll say... Uh, Tom keeps liking stuff about Guinness. Um, so we'll show him more <laughs> stuff about Guinness kind of thing. Um, so your feed will become more valuable to you if you interact with more things as well. So that's definitely, as from my point of view, I think social media is just like, it's become more positive, um, especially on Twitter, which is one of the worst platforms at times for negativity. Yeah. Um, like so many people are doing like 
like you said, the challenges, but also like creative challenges, like not tag someone in and they've got to do it. But like, um, I'm a big fan of Taskmaster the show. Um, Alex Horn off that setting tasks twice a week, I think. Um, okay. For home tasks, you know, like to do at home with the kids or with family or whatever. Um, and it, it's really good. It's just something to brighten your day up just even if you don't take part even just watching them you know like just it's just a light relief really yeah so yeah i think we're just gonna um we've been going a decent amount of time on this one actually but we're just gonna finish off with um something called a psa this week um plug share and ask so okay. um, I'll, I'll do the plug you can do the share and and then i'll do the ask it's something i've added on to my newsletter um but this week i am going to plug um, the fact that I am uh, continuing the free social media calls. Um, so if anyone does want any social media advice that's listening, um, feel free to drop me a message and we'll get something set up. I've put like 20 minutes down, but that's just as a guide. If we need a little bit longer because it's been a value to you, then we can carry it on. But um, yeah, if you've want, if you got any questions about social media, want some advice on content, uh, how to approach the current situation, how to get being sensitive, exactly right and finding out why people would come and follow your uh, social media channel then drop me a message um i'm at the mj search on facebook twitter and instagram um, and hopefully we can get that set up so yeah that that's my plug this week uh tom have you got anything you'd like to share with people get on disney plus honestly <laughs> i've been waiting so long for this it's finally come out uh, i don't know if the <laughs> if Disney foresaw this happening or what, but it's come out at a great time. There's some great stuff on there now. Adding even more, I don't know how much you follow films in the cinema, but things like Onward and stuff like that, that are their new releases are now coming on. I think that's on the 3rd of April. Um, there's a seven-week seven week, no, seven day trial at the minute. You can get on there and then it's like six quid from that. But there's so, there's so much to offer on there if you're a Star Wars fan. There's pretty much all the Star Wars on there. Every episode of The Simpsons, some great new originals. Like, I didn't even know that they did a new Lady in the Tramp film, a live-action one, but that's on there. That was quite good to watch. Uh, um, but yeah, it's got everything, all your old Disney Channel shows and stuff. But it's nice just chatting to people about it. It's a good little throwback if you used to watch Disney Channel about 10 years ago. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I was going to say I shared my last... Uh podcast about working from home saying it was about how to avoid netflix but i think i should change it now to how to avoid disney plus um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um finally on the ask i think i just want to know from people what's been the biggest change um in your work life or on social media um since the um this, our current circumstances have changed due to coronavirus like what's the biggest change that's happened to you that you'll be hopefully keeping moving forward um, so like the positive changes that you've quite liked so if you are working from home are you going to try and carry that on a bit more um, if you see more friends and family are you going to be doing more f- uh, family time, more messaging of friends that kind of thing, I don't know, whatever it is it'd be great to know, so if you can um, again let us know uh, by sharing that with us on social at the MJ Social uh, it would be really interesting to hear what positive changes have come out of this situation um, but yeah I think that's everything for today, is there anything else you want to add Tom? I just want a quick update from you. You just mentioned it, the newsletter. Um, I know right, last yeah. time I spoke to you about it, the, what, you didn't have a platform as of yet for people to subscribe to it, but if anyone at all wants to 
get in touch with you or how, how would they sign up right now before there's a subscribe for it? Um, again, just drop me a message. Um, that's the best way to get on it at the moment. I will be adding a page to my website. It's on the uh, the uh, everlasting to-do list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just trying to work out how best to do it because I'm trying to get it so that when you sign up, you get the latest newsletter no okay. when you sign up. Yep. Um, but at the moment when you sign up, you don't get anything until the next newsletter comes out. So if you sign up now, you won't get anything for like another three weeks, Right. Um, which I think is a little bit poor. Um, so I'm just trying to find a way around that. I'm using a, a free platform through my website, Hurston. Um, so it might not be possible, but yeah, until I can get a definite answer on that, I'm just going to keep it as subscribe through me. So yeah, you can drop me an email, uh, hello at the mattjohnson.co.uk or just drop me a message on social again. Um, nice. Way, but yeah, what did you think to the um, newsletter? Just a quick overview. No, it was nice. It was nice to... <laughs> Because everything's just there. I don't have to bombard you with any form of questions with what's going on with you. It's there. It's got nice little updates, nice little format to it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I try and keep, like, pull up the top pieces of content I've seen, both from other people, the key pieces I've put out, and then just a bit of an update about what I've been up to. So, yeah, we don't get to cover everything in the um, podcast or the blog. So, yeah, it's just a nice place to bring everything together, I think. Yeah. Right, yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, yeah, once again... Thank you to everyone for listening and um, we hope you say stay stay, stay, stay safe and well uh, throughout these uncertain times. Um, but until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.